Ramble. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ah, way to the danger zone. <laughs> Welcome to Guilty Pleasures. <laughs> What the fuck is up? Today we're talking about Top Gun Maverick. Yes, we are. The new Tom Cruise joint. Oh my god. Yeah, he should be um, should be on Spike Lee level. He is Spike Lee level. Yeah. A new Tom Cruise production. Because it, it's really what it is. When you're seeing a Tom Cruise movie, mm-hmm. you're seeing a Tom Cruise you're, movie. You're seeing a film, is yeah. what I feel. <laughs> yeah. You're seeing a real movie you're seeing a real you're seeing a work of art a cinema piece of cinema cinema you don't we don't get cgi in this bitch it's not a video game no it's just a movie it's just a movie it's just people being filmed on camera doing shit there is so much fun stuff to talk about in this movie it is a blast of a movie yeah. it's got action yeah it's got airplanes yeah, it it's does. got what i believe is the ultimate boomer fantasy i want to talk about that uh but today is a special day because it's a zach and rico special yeah it is it's just us just, it's just the, the boys. boys just the boys just the bo- are here we're just hanging out we're hanging in there um we might look over to miles for some emotional support hey! he has yeah. not seen the movie he's not yeah, he's also from New York for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, and when I, when we say this one is for the boys, I would also argue this movie is for the boys. It's for the boys. <laughs> it's, it's for that little idiot running around in fighter jet pajamas, flying his little fighter jet die cast toy with his looking at his fighter jet poster. You had that? I had yeah, all of that. Yeah. I had all of that stuff. So I, There's so much I want to say and explain But I saw this movie with a theater of full-grown men who were brought to tears by this movie. The amount of... Yeah. I watched a 60-year-old man who was there alone, sitting next to me. I was also alone. Mm -hmm. And by the end, he was sniffling and wiping away tears of pride. Did he look over and say, don't you dare tell my fucking wife about this? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like I, I saw a grown man who brought... All of his sons, like his five sons, and they all had little toy airplanes. Oh my god! <laughs> this That's, is this is like it's it's an event for it, men. It, it is an event for men, and it. And I would also ask, <laughs> what's wrong with men? But uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, years of not going without therapy. But yeah. I okay, so I feel like as as much as this movie was hyped up, and it was like there was a thirty, I think it was a thirty year span. Yeah, this is a uh, sequel to the nineteen eighty something classic yeah uh, a movie that i think is bad oh. but yes go wow. on wow 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 hot take um i like the <laughs> i like the first time do you i do i do um but they didn't need they knew that the dudes were going to show up for this one regardless <laughs> the boys are coming the boys are coming out for the this boys one are coming this is out for top gun yeah this is like if you put a span a 30 year span between the first and the second no the first and the fifth Fast and Furious. Like, oh. if they just went from number one and then just made you wait for 30 years. For 30 years and then, and then jumped to number five. Oof. That's how 
big of a climb in steady in 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 quality there was. Like it's insane. Yeah, it, it really is a much better movie. It, it's uh, the original Top Gun is a classic, despite yeah. the fact that I don't like it. You don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It is a classic for many reasons. I mean, it is a staple amongst uh, machismo men. It's also a gay icon film. Yeah. Uh, it is a very gay movie. It's yeah. all about muscled up men and their pride. Uh-huh. There is a shirtless volleyball scene that is just iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, it is also notable in my heart for having the worst lovemaking scene in cinema history yeah. uh, set to take my breath away. Yeah. Was it, what, did they, did they make love or so, did they just kiss? Well, did they kiss they, or did they just tongue each they other? They just tongue each other. Because they just yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 that's blah, blah, blah. true. They and did you just see tongue the each other. silhouette of their bodies yeah. and you see their tongues going. Yeah. But you know how many people try to recreate that? We just watched 300. For sure, the same shit. It's the shit, same shit, yeah. But just, you know, Part uh, of what makes aggressive. it remarkable, too, is, you know, we won't uh, speculate on his personal life, but Tom Cruise, for years, yep. has been rumored to be in the closet. Uh, he And then the, his love interest in the original Top Gun did later come out as gay. So whatever's going on there, it did not lead to chemistry. Mm-hmm. But it did lead to a lot of tongue action. Yeah. They looked like two frogs fighting over the last fly. And I loved every second of it. (laughs) Even the song. (laughs) They were literally trying to take each other's breath away. And they were trying to suck (laughs) each other's breath. They were trying to suck it out. (laughs) It was was pretty disgusting. So this movie, Top Gun Maverick, is 30 years in the future. Tom Cruise stars as Maverick. Oh, my God. He is the greatest captain there ever was but tom you're still a captain all these years later mm-hmm. why haven't you graduated classic a classic setup is just like no man i'm still trying to be out in the field i'm a pilot i'm a pilot i'm a pilot you can't take me you can't put me behind a desk i gotta be out there you know and he's 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 working at skunk works which is the famous northrop grumman i believe um uh, secret wing of their development. So they have it locked behind so much shit, uh, so much like red tape and classified black blackout bullshit. Oh, uh, well, Maverick? Is- He's a bit of a maverick. Yeah, he is. He does things his own way. He rides a motorcycle without a helmet, and he fucks without a condom. Yeah, he does. This guy, <laughs> this guy, uh, he wrote that in my notes. It's a good line. Yeah. Uh, he does things his own way, and the Army, the Navy, they've had a little bit too much of his bullshit, so they're calling him back to Top Gun, Ooh, the place shit. where it started. They've got 12 of the greatest pilots, and they need a teacher. Uh, this movie is basically, it's all leading up to one mission. And I want you to imagine an enti- a movie where they spend the entire movie telling you how hard it would be to blow up the Death Star. Yes. They set up this impossible, like, so so to do this thing, I don't. It, they don't even tell you what country you're fighting. Nope. <laughs> it's just like, nope. there's an enemy, they have uranium or something? Yeah, it's uranium. Uh-huh. Yep. So they have this impossible course where you need to, like, fly really low under radar through these canyons and then up this steep thing and down this steep thing and then then back back up up this steep thing. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have to fire two planes are going to have to make an impossible shot. And so they spend the entire movie telling you it can't be done. It can't be done. But what if you're Tom fucking cruise yes sir that's the movie yeah it is so unbelievably dope yeah i think they're like we're gonna talk about the pleasures we're gonna talk about the guilt yeah 
but this movie fucks. It <laughs> fucking rips. It is so insane how fucking good this movie turned out. I like. I, of course, you see like the little videos that say like, "Oh, they really did this. They were really in the the cockpit and all of this stuff, and they were hitting G's and whatnot." But it's like cool that's all nice that's all fun but then you see it in action and you're like oh this these are some of the greatest actors of all time period yeah. it doesn't matter it doesn't matter anymore because as much as you want to be you know benjamin button and you're reverse you're 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 reverse aging or whatever you weren't actually aging backwards dog it doesn't matter like you anyway i'm sorry let's talk I'm pleasure number one show. For all of his bullshit, for all of his Scientology, uh -huh. for all his jumping on Oprah's couch, for all of the probably, I don't know what shit he's done. Tom Cruise is a gift to cinema. Uh, he is. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. And I'm going to look you in the eyes yeah. and say, I don't care. I don't care what he's done. I'm going to pull the, I'm going to pull a Backstreet Boys here. I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you did, as long as Tom Cruise keeps making fucking movies. Yeah, man. It is just fuck yes. the shit that fuck he yes. does. Let's fucking go. Is, and we're, and we're, Anyway, I'm sorry. Like the 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 marriage of of Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie, yeah. who directed uh, the, the last Impossible. Mission Impossible, yeah, uh, yeah the last, last one, and is going to direct the next two. Mm -hmm. It it might be one Jerry. of the single best things to ever happen. And they've got their their new boy, uh, Joe uh, Kaczynski. Yeah, director of Tron Legacy and Oblivion. Oh yes, yeah, which was a lot of which didn't need to be practical. A lot of practical effects were in yeah. there, and I think that as we approach this society of heavy CGI stuff uh -huh. in general, seeing anything practical is just such a nice treat. Like even if you go back and watch any of the Star Wars films, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe they actually did this with uh -huh. like little toys a, and whatnot. It's something just, a little je ne sais quoi. And I, I'm not trying to take away the ability of uh, computer animators, but the effort that goes into actually trying to get a shot practically, yeah. it's, the ceiling is so much higher that I feel like more appreciative and more willing to spend a dollar because I know that you did so fucking much just for my entertainment. And before this movie starts, I don't know if you had this at your screening too, uh -huh. Uh, but Tom Cruise has a video message that plays. Yeah. And he looks in the camera he's like, hey guys, Tom Cruise here. I just want to thank you for being here yep. at the movies the way that it's meant to be seen. We made this for you. Yeah. No, Tom, you made it because you want to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy cannot, he, the only way he can feel alive uh -huh. is by pushing his body to the absolute yeah. limits. Yeah. I, and we're so much, we're gifted for it. I have a counterpoint. I think he's trying to prove to us that he's God. <laughs> and, and that he cannot be killed and that he's immortal. He's just like, look at all the shit I've done. Who the fuck are you going to tell me? How are you going to tell me? Look me in the eyes and tell me I'm sure. Yeah, look tell me, the me yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to jump can't. on this fucking couch. I don't care how many Apple boxes you brought. <laughs> I am a god. <laughs> like, like, like in front of in front of the movie, like literally in the trailers before this movie, it it, it plays the Mission Impossible, uh, whatever it's called, part one trailer. Yeah. Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning part one. And you're like, Okay, he's going to be doing some more crazy shit. And it ends on him on a motorcycle yep. 
driving off of a cliff yep. and base jumping yep. off of that cliff. And then it directly cuts into him being like, yeah, we were in real F-18s and we're here to, to just enjoy the movie, blah, 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 blah. blah. And it's, it's truly insane that we don't give him more credit. I, I, okay. I like this is almost a, a I'm pleading to the world. I don't know if anyone listening to this podcast uh-huh. can make this happen. Yeah. Just give this man an Oscar give before him. he kills himself or he somebody. Will. I don't care if it's give Christopher McQuarrie a, a best director no, yeah. for who I genuinely believe he deserved a no, best director nomination for The Last Mission Impossible cuz yeah, like right. look at that movie and tell that's me right. it's not the best yeah. directed right. piece of cinema that came out that year. But he's going to Tom's going to do something. He's going to push. He's going to keep pushing. And it's not going to be okay. No, it's not. We're, we, we need to, we need to pr- pr- preemptively save the world mm-hmm. here. Just like how people keep on making fun of the Fast and Furious franchise. I'm sorry to bring them up twice, but about how it's just like, what are they going to do next? Go to space. And then Tom Cruise is just like, I'm going to go to fucking space. <laughs> I'm gonna, and he dropped from space or whatever. Yep. He did the halo jump in the, in the beginnings. But like now people are going to start daring him to do crazier shit. And it's going to wind up either badly or, again, proving that he is a god. Yeah. Or I, God himself. This movie sets the new benchmark for how to film flight. Yeah. It is the best flying sequences, frankly, ever put to film. Yeah. And I believe that every Star Wars, every Marvel movie, every blockbuster from here on out is going to look at what this movie did yeah. and how it cinematically captured <laughs> airplanes yeah. and 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 try its best to replicate it. It's Truly. nothing short of stunning. Because CGI has put this giant crutch underneath filmmaking. Sure. You don't need to do a lot of things. You, you don't need to problem solve. Like even thinking about how they filmed the, uh, the, air, the cockpit sequences in the first place where they're just like, well, we don't really have a camera for this, but there is a camera that with a detachable lens and you can like kind of put it in the compact This is something spaces. they built for this? This is, it's not something they built, okay. but it's just, they, I don't think they've regularly used it for this, but yeah. it's just a function that it has. I, yeah, I, I haven't seen behind the scenes, but you have cameras mounted to yeah. airplanes, yeah. real airplanes pulling real Gs, and you can see it on the actors' faces. Yeah. You can see the terrain changing as they fly. I mean, that's just shit that you can't, you, you feel you, it. Yeah, you can't fake. Yeah. It, it really did. I. Yeah, you just feel it. You feel it. It's so visceral. You feel the movie. Here's something that really struck me, especially in the opening montage, is there are so many edits, but in a way that that it doesn't feel jarring. It's it's carrying you with it, and it's teaching you the language, the visual language of of what you're about to see. And of how planes work. I don't know anything about planes, about Mm. fighter pilots. They're saying F-18, F-20. I don't know what that means. I am as uh, uh, dumbfounded by it as you. But the movie teaches you Mm -hmm. through impeccable visual language exactly what each little like, okay, this clip comes up and it's going to catch this wire and that's how they slow it down. And here's how they take like it's here's what this knob does. And it's just it's really something special. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, um, I, I, as you were explaining it, I was like getting lost in like the whole opening montage of the movie of just him flying the, what is it? Like it, it was, it wasn't the Blackbird. It was the- You could say anything. And I'd yeah, be like, yeah, sounds right. It was the Black something, <laughs> but it was so fucking sick. And it's just him trying to reach Mach 10. And you're just like, oh, so that means that the lever, it, him pushing the lever for it means, oh, he's going faster. And like him pulling up means that, oh, he's, he's tur making turns and all of that stuff. And it just ends, in my opinion, with one of the funnier jokes in the movie where. Well, let's the, let's explain yeah, this yeah, scene real okay. quick. So yeah. so he uh, he's doing an experimental uh, airplane test, yeah. flight test. And today is the day where they're supposed to try and test Mach 9. Right. And they're like, well, they're going to shut it down because they want Mach 10. So Tom is like, they want Mach 10? I'll give them Mach 10. Yeah. And so he gets up in the sky. And this is the scene, like, you know, the opening scene. We're going to show the character's flaw, right. right? And Tom's flaw, he's just too badass. <laughs> he can't. You can't just keep calling him Tom. You got to call him Pete, man. <laughs> Tom, I mean, debatable. Mm -hmm. Maverick. He's just Beat too good. Maverick so Carol. he fucking hits Mach 10, which is that, is that the sound barrier? Oh, no. The sound barrier is like two, I think. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So he like breaks me, some record. Sure. He breaks some record. And like before he has his best buddy who's like, I don't like the look on your face. And he goes, it's the only look I got. <laughs> it's the only look I got. <laughs> and so he goes at Mach 10, but he is not happy. He goes Mach 10.1, Mach 10.2, Mach 10.0. <laughs> the plane breaks apart. Yeah. And then Um and then he um they they lose signal. He falls. Uh he uh, uh, apparently he makes it. He makes it down to the earth. He finds it he flies down in like some random town in Nevada or some shit like that. He finds a diner. He get he's like he looks like like the like he just burned in in reentry from atmosphere. Um, and just in this amazing space outfit, grabs the water from the ladies in the diner. Everybody's looking at him crazy. And he's just like, what town is this? And then the little boy just says, earth. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> it was, it's like such a small, but cute joke that I was like, oh yeah, this, this was going to fuck. There's no way that it's not going to rip. <laughs> When you watch this, we weren't planning on doing this as no. an episode, but Garrick texted me at 11.45 on our group chat and goes, guys, guys, is anyone awake? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, what's going on? He goes, I just saw the best action movie I've ever seen. I'm freaking out. I can't go to sleep. I can't sleep. Oh, my God. And when I say, like, it, I do still believe that it's the best action movie I've seen. When I say that, I mean, like, as far as action set pieces and like setting all of these like crazy things up. Although I feel like Mission Impossible, still starring Tom Cruise, yeah. has like the best action set pieces and whatnot, to continuously do basically the same set piece over and over again and, and then again. build on it in such, in this like grandiose way to the point where 
the last the last act of the movie, I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. It was, <laughs> it, it was truly beating out of my chest, and I was like, "Oh my god, I don't think I don't think I could do this." I had to like you know do the cliche thing of like covering my eyes. I I will say I think that the third cl- act of this movie is a masterclass. Yeah, it is. It is, you may yell at me for saying this, I think the movie has some boring moments yeah. in the first two acts. It's like, it's building, but when I say, like, I, we explained this before, it's basically spending the entire movie telling you, this can't be done. Yeah. You're seeing them practice over yeah. and over and over again, and this can't be done. Right. And then they move it up a week, this can't be done, and now you're finally going to watch them try and do it for real, yeah. and they're flying through this canyon and you see these rockets up above them and these slow panning shots and you know that if they go up too high they're dead if they fly too slow they're dead if they make a wrong turn they're dead and then you add these little unexpected twists where that's not supposed to be there wait this bridge isn't supposed to be there just these little additions again and again and then you get to watch them try and pull it off and then (laughs) yeah we got, and then we're in the dog fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, like yeah. them just trying to pull off this impossible shit. Was not even just the, cl- beginning. the beginning of the impossible shit. It is. It's, oh my God. So many action movies yeah. are great and they build. And then by the end, you're like, all right, let's fucking. Yeah, let's get, let's wrap, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. Opposite. Yeah. This is prob for, for all the flaws that this movie has. And I believe it has some. Yeah, yeah. It is. One of the best third acts in an action movie I've ever seen. Period. And it just ripped my fucking heart out. Yeah, yeah. Please, I'm I'm sorry. I jumped to the third act. Let's go back. Don't you even worry about it. Yeah, let's go back. Well, well, I want to talk about. We we said this one is for the boys. Yeah. And I want to talk about the people, the good people that I got to see this film with. Yeah. Because I went alone, which was a delight. Hilarious. And I was in a rowdy screening. Yeah. Of of men who who needed this. Yeah, <laughs> quite frankly, they needed you know, this. They lost at the Capitol, uh, and they're just like, yeah, no, let's, let's go see Maverick. <laughs> Things have been real tough for me since January 2021. No, no reason. No, no, I'm not gonna say I'm no reason. Say, but uh, it was January. The guy next to me was uh, a bald man in his 60s with a fluffy goatee. Yeah, you know the type. Of course, you know the type. Yeah, and he was just quietly. Yassing yeah. the entire movie. Yeah. Anytime there was a reference to the original movie, there's one point where uh, Miles, Miles, Miles Teller's character, who is the son of Goose from the original, spoiler, he, uh, he gets into the cockpit with Tom finally at the end, and he went, yes! Yeah. <laughs> He was so excited. Oh, my God. Um, but there's there's this one line in the beginning of the movie, I already said it, where he's like, I don't like that face. It's the only face I got. The sec- They bring that line back again. There's a lot of lines they just repeat. Yeah. But like They'll say it once in the beginning, they say it once yeah. in the end with a different thing. And he whispered along to it. And he was like, just a half a second ahead yeah. of him, he's like, it's the only face I got. And he says it. He's like, yeah, fuck you. And at the end, uh-huh. this man was just... Yeah. Wiping away tears, so proud of his boy. He sat through the entire credits. Yeah. As I did too, I was writing my notes up. And then I was just kind of waiting to see like, are we going to say something to each other? Is he going to get up? And finally, the, the movie was over. Credits were over. I got up. He stayed. <laughs> nice. Because he, he needed a second with his boy. You know, he needed a second with his, his God. You know, <laughs> like just to, to worship and, 
and kind of, you know, make himself feel a little bit better. So I've, I've told you the original is, um, in my opinion, exceptionally boring and exceptionally gay. Mm-hmm. This movie is exceptionally thrilling and still exceptionally yeah, gay. It's gay. This movie is gay as hell. Yeah, it's pretty gay. Uh, it's got men loving men, and yep. you have it's it's my favorite kind of action movie where <laughs> uh, two men are just button heads yeah. so much yeah. that they just might have to kiss. Yeah. And <laughs> the end of it's, this <laughs> It's like the whole first act was like those boxing stare downs that you yeah. see, and you're just like, yeah, just kiss them, man. Just so, just a little, just a little smooch. smooch. You know, you want to. And even the way they cross frame, it looks like they're crossing frame to make out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they have this moment at the end where, like, everyone's cheering. They're all just like hugging and giving each other firm handshakes (laughs) and finally looking. I mean, it is structured like a a romance movie where you have two characters several characters with opposing ideologies and then by the end they're gonna see eye to eye and they're gonna touch <laughs> right that's fair that's fair <laughs> they're gonna touch at some point but I in, in some form or fashion everyone to kiss so badly there is this moment where miles teller and tom cruise like finally like they they've been building up this this tension bubbling over yeah. the entire movie and finally they're together and he saved his life and then he saves his life back and then what are you doing here and they shove yeah. each other oh you're talking about those two yeah well i'm talking about everybody oh, okay okay and and they go they're and then they go what are you doing what were you thinking and he goes you told me not to think and then <laughs> and then he's like <sighs> and then they're just standing there going yeah, <sighs> 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 yeah. <laughs> and it is just like i almost screamed just kiss uh, so okay <laughs> so i thought their relation i saw their relationship as more father son well fathers and sons can kiss too. fathers and sons can kiss you're true you're you're Miles you're, you're you're being very disrespectful but also <laughs> no there, there's one we the got father. there's was the father-son relationship yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. they they had a father-son relationship so i like the our theater laughed pretty hard at that. You told me not to think. It's just like it's just like yeah, an no, it was a great. Moment. It, was it was so awesome. funny. Um, but yeah, everybody else <laughs> like hang, Hangman and um, my, what, what was Miles Rooster? Rooster is his call sign. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, Everyone gets a dope call sign. Oh my so God. of course, his is Rooster. His is Rooster. Um, apparently, on the in the Navy, you don't get your call. You don't get to choose your call sign. Your um, comrades, or I, I don't even want to say comrades. Comrade, <laughs> I've been watching too much Stranger Things. Your um, your sh- shipmates or whatever. Um, your fellow officers uh, assign you a call sign based off of your uh attributes. <laughs> so they called him Rooster. So they called him Rooster for whatever reason, and I think it's because of his dad it was Goose and blah blah blah. We'll just gotta be a give dick you another thing, right. Like yeah, Rooster's or Cox. Cocky? cocky? Maybe he's cocky. Was he cocky? I don't know. He no, Hangman was cocky. Yeah, he's not really his yeah. thing. Um, they just named him after his dead dad. How that, did they that, even know that? fucked up. Yeah, it's kind of rude. They didn't know that. They didn't know it. They so didn't how, know. They, how would they even know to name him Rooster? Anyway, he's, Rooster he's and early? <laughs> you were going to say Rooster and Hangman needed to kiss. Yeah, they needed to kiss. They needed to give each other a little peck on the lips, you know, peck on the cheek, whatever. Um, and Hangman, his, his name came from him uh, hanging people out to dry or some shit like that. Yeah, it was so much. So, so there's the a female pilot with them whose name I'm blanking. Do you remember her call sign? No. Uh, it's her and Bob. Anyway, she's 
awesome in the movie, really yeah. fun. Yeah. But at the end, when everyone was hugging, I was just expecting her and Miles Teller to make out, not because they had built it up in any way, but yeah. just because I'm like, someone's got Somebody's kiss. got it. But and, he, I fucking love that. No, it's there was no, no romance, romance at yeah, all. No, I think it's better. Yeah, I think that that shit is dope. Except that Miles Teller and Hangman should have kissed. Should have kissed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There is a moment where this movie loves to like say the same line over and over and over again with different meaning. I think action movies do that. Yeah, and it's I a blast. An I, it's, yeah. I love it. I yeah. think it's awesome. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. He said that like four times. And when he said it in the latest one, he's just like, fuck yes. He keeps saying like, it's what your dad would have done. And at the end, Miles Teller says, he like says something. He looks to Tom Cruise and he goes, it's what my dad would have done. Mm -hmm. And in that and then they fucking hug. Yeah. And it's basically him saying, Tom, you're my dad now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's you're my sick. dad now. You're you're my papa. <laughs> you're papa. You're my papa. You're papa now. Papa? Oh my god. And then like the only the only because I hadn't seen the first Top Gun before seeing this. But uh, my former boss. And then you went back. What's up? And After. I went back and watched it because I was so obsessed with this second one. And I watched it at first when I was like, oh, this second one is much better. Anyway, uh, so like I watched this one because, I mean, I love Jets and all that stuff. And then uh, my former boss is obsessed with Top Gun. And he kept on posting about it in our like little writer's group thread and all that stuff. And when he said... Um, and this is him talking about his experience. When he said, talk to me, Goose, he was in full tears. Oh. <laughs> full tears. Just fucking bawling. So this, is, like, this is several times throughout the movie. Yeah. The, the characters will just kind of look up to the sky and be like, talk to me, Goose. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, a, that was an iconic line in the first one after Goose has passed. And he's just like, I don't know what to do anymore. And he says, talk to me, Goose. And he gets the <laughs> will to fight. Dying. Because if you say talk to me, Goose, he's like, all right, Maverick is about to fuck Doug. He's about to do some crazy shit. And I don't, I, I, I guess like when people saw Goose die, like that was such a, that's such an iconic moment. Like I, even when I saw my dad watching um, Top Gun and I saw that canopy scene, it that's stuck with me to this day. I've never, I had never seen the whole movie, but just thinking about goose kind of crack his head on a canopy i'm just like man this is this is kind of sad you're so, about to make me cry yeah so i'm gonna okay. take a quick pause and say yo if you're listening and you don't know what the fuck to do with your dad for father's day Go, bring him yeah. to top gun bring maverick top gun. yeah he'll, <laughs> he'll love it watch your dad cry yeah <laughs> <laughs> did it get you emotional so the ending kind of got me like just seeing that they pulled it off and when Hangman kind of comes in and the are we just jumping around? We are just jumping, We're around. jumping around. All right. Uh, when Hangman kind of comes in and like saves them. Notorious dick throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Kind of fine. He turns the leaf. Yeah. I was like, I knew that was the other thing. The other good trick that they played where I saw everything coming yep. <laughs> from the from the very jump. I was like, oh, he's going to be a reserve. He's going to probably come back at the end. And I didn't fucking care at all like period even it, everything i didn't care and then everything that happened i still i still felt what they were trying to convey you were still satisfied i was still satisfied like truly like it's seeing somebody get saved at the in the last minute when i truly believe these people are in danger doesn't matter if i see it coming I, I thought that tom cruise and miles teller were about to die i thought <laughs> i genuinely feel so dumb where i'm like 
there's nothing left. There's nothing They're going to die. Yeah. I thought that Tom Cruise was going to die in this movie about three times. Yes. Yeah. And I, thought, I, and I, I welcomed it. it. I thought <laughs> I thought it was called Maverick because they were just going to end his character. Yeah. And then I remembered that he's in Scientology. I was like, oh, they're not going to kill him. They could <laughs> never kill him. Tom Cruise is immortal. Tom Cruise is immortal. He can't die. Okay. Mm-hmm. First movie, we got volleyball. Yeah. Iconic scene. Yeah. How could you beat it? How could you ever top it? Well, how about we play some beach football? What? What's that? Uh-huh. No, we're going to play beach double football. <laughs> That's right. This movie invents a whole new fucking sport. Yeah. They play football with two footballs at the same time. Only offense. Offense. <laughs> it was offense and defense at the at same the time. At the same time. It was. Which meant that you just have a bunch of hot shirtless dudes. Yep. Just throwing footballs yeah. a lot. Yeah. And it was in, it was dusk, I feel like. <laughs> and they were sweating their ass. I was like, it should be cold. It should be really cold. It should be freezing. It should be freezing. That wind chill from the, from the ocean breeze. Yeah. And they're just, they're just sweaty as shit. I'm uh, glad you mentioned that because this whole movie is shot at dusk. Yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. movie is like yeah. sepia tone, backlit, yeah. 80s, just dripping uh, with that like I, dr- fucking. I fucking love that sunburst style oh, of the yeah. 80s. I love that shit so much. And then I love that they flip it on its head and third act where it's just like, oh, it's kind of. This is kind of it's freaky. What am I? What am I even watching? What am I even checking out here? Why are we in the mountains? There's no sun here. Yeah, it was just snow. It's just snow and, and freezing, and then fucking vapor coming off of the wings of planes. But double football, it's like it's almost on the level of the room yeah. of how ridiculous yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that scene is. There's uh, literally there's no reason for us to be in the movie. It just to play homage to the fucking volleyball scene. And it's very clear that Tom Cruise. Has no idea what football is. Mm-mm. I don't think he's ever watched a sport, a At real all. sport. It is it is watching aliens yeah. try and simulate what football is. I think that's why the other football was added is because you're just like, well, I don't know how to play this shit. I think it's with, <laughs> it's with two balls, right? <laughs> you play with two balls? Sure. Everything in this movie needs to be badass. We're yeah. not playing no bitch-ass beach football we're doing double football. Mm-hmm. It actually looks pretty fun. It looks really fun. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I, don't, I don't mind it at all. I count them down. Mm-hmm. I would like to play. I'd play double. What are you guys football. doing after this? You want to go play some double football? Uh, uh, I mean, is it skins versus skins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. How did they know who was on <laughs> what team? <laughs> I think it's just your part. It was just a it free for all. It doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> it's so silly. It's so stupid. Bob wins in the end, I think. Yeah. Um, good for Bob. So we love this movie, yeah. but I am going to say, and I'm going to go on a little dissertation here. I believe that this film presents the ultimate boomer fantasy, and I believe that it is like a relic and also shows what is ultimately a very damaging and false ideology that is uh, a cancer within our nation. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull that out of this film. <laughs> okay. What, what is it? thank you miles so this this movie demonstrates kind of what i think is like the ultimate republican ideology it it is their 
hero story. It's like their what how they see themselves. Okay. Yeah. So you have personal exceptionalism, right? Tom Cruise's character is just the best that there is, right? Yeah. It's and it's all about the person over systems. You have pining for the past, right? There's this movie is imbued with just this this feeling that that things used to be better. And oh. if only we could we could just learn from those who know with experience, right? Yeah. Dare I say, make Top Gun great again? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> we've got a preference for archaic technology yeah. where he likes the old planes over uh, paired with a fear of new technology overtaking and the inherent belief that old is better. For really no reason yeah. relevant to the plot, the beginning of the movie says, Maverick, you're a dinosaur. We've got new autonomous planes coming in. Soon, we're not going to need you at all. Yeah. It's basically telling all of the boomers across the country that we don't need your skills. Yeah. We got the robots coming, Yeah. and we don't need you whatsoever. We're going to take your gerbs. I do love a good robot and a I good gerb. I love a good robot. Then, this movie also presents... An absolute love of the government, while I while also simultaneously believing that certain people should be above it. So what I see uh, really inherent in in Republican ideology is like this absolute adoration of the government, right? Yeah. But also the systems that have been in place. Yeah. The systems, but also they don't like big government. Why don't they like big government? Because they don't want government to apply to them. Yeah. Tom Cruise is above the system in this movie. Now he doesn't tell us how he voted. But I can guess. Oh God, <laughs> he, he, he votes independent. <laughs> he votes independent. But like, he's he's one of those guys who's like, I don't know, I, I never got much into politics, and yeah. it's like, fuck you, Tom. You know who you vote for? Or Pete Maverick? Yeah. And then at the center of this movie, you have what is ultimately the most hollow ideology, which is that the enemy is not well articulated and ultimately doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Okay. This is the ultimate white male fantasy that, that of being above the world while also being its protector of always having an enemy to fight and the ultimate glory of saving your friend by fighting away this enemy as the only true way to say, I love you. This is the world that conservatives <laughs> want to live in. They want to live in a world where there's always some nebulous enemy that they can go fight off and save the day. Yeah. That's what I got out of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't get any of it. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, and that could be me not wanting to analyze. I'm so sorry. No, it could be me not wanting to analyze my love of, of, of planes and jets, but... I, pretty good though, it's right? Pretty good. It's, it's pretty, pretty on, good. on point. It, it applies. This is what I was writing while the white man next to me was sniffling and crying. Yeah, and like crying. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's. I, I would feel bad shitting on this man's entire life in front of him, <laughs> just in my I'm notes. I'm typing at, and looking at him, being like, "Yeah, cry, yeah, little, yeah, bitch. Yeah, you little bitch." <laughs> no, I mean, I also love the movie, but yeah. um, it's like the fact that that they can't even name an enemy in yeah. this movie. Yeah, like this mission doesn't fucking matter it doesn't have a villain it's and i no. i thought that that was really well done and i thought that that was really cool it's just like the villain is the mission itself that is the only obstacle that they have and then also the fucking planes the, the planes are trying to kill them every right. time and the only way for them to anyway well I'm, you're talking from a from like from a, a storytelling yeah, a story perspective telling, but not i agree like and that's like really interesting and really fun 
from an ideological yeah. perspective. Yeah. You have them risking the lives of six of the most talented pilots uh-huh. for something that like probably doesn't even really fucking matter. Yeah. They're not at war. There's no war in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's just an unnamed, right? Like that's fucking crazy. Yeah, There's an unnamed enemy. We don't know what country it is. And they have uranium, which by the way, so do fucking we. Yeah. Okay. And then they're going to, they're going to train and send these pilots into a death mission yeah. to bomb a nape. They, they send, <laughs> they send 30 rockets and bomb an entire air base. They kill dozens yeah. of people. That's a declaration of war. Yeah. <laughs> and then they fly in and save the, and save the day and they're risking their lives and we're just like, yeah, man, isn't fucking the army dope? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. The, the fact that we are spoon-fed this shit is like, this is just propaganda on its, in like its purest form. Yeah. And the government's not even the ones doing it. Well, like, it's the, us. It's Hollywood. We're like, yum, yum, yum. Give us some more. Yeah. But then also, it's fucking dope. It's amazing. <laughs> so don't listen to me because I love it. It's such good propaganda. It's so it's the best propaganda. I think that so like the, the I feel like the first movie um I and and correct me if I'm wrong um it was one of the biggest recruiting tools yes. for the navy. Yeah. And then they were like, "All right, well, we don't need one for a while." And then <laughs> Everything dipped down, and 30 years later, they made truly the best recruiting tool yeah, yeah. for the Navy. Absolutely. If you want to, this movie basically tells young men if you ever want to know what a real boner feels like, get join the Navy plane. and get in a fucking plane. Get in a fucking plane. <laughs> you'll if, never, you'll, you'll never know what it's like to feel alive. And it's not even like just young men; it's middle-aged men as well. Because yeah. I'm like my my life is worthless. I, I I haven't been in a plane yet. <laughs> you are not middle-aged. I'm middle-aged. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like no, but then it also is like the enemy doesn't even fucking matter anymore. We're not even pretending. Yeah, and I think part of that is because like in a in a modern world, they need to sell this movie in every region, and like there isn't one clear yeah. enemy anymore. Right. Like the way that used to just be like eh, it's Russia, Cold War, great. Right. Uh, so like, but like, so they this can't do it like, for this money one they reasons. Said it was like a, a rogue outfit. Of, um, yeah, of maybe they said, like I know they said it's like they like broke like NATO, yeah, whatever, NATO laws. but they don't even name, we yeah. don't even know what country we're in, man. No. It's so, and it's, it's snowy, Russia. so it's like, where, yeah, it's Russia, it's Russia, yeah, but like they can't name it because of capitalism because they need yeah. to be able to sell this movie in every Everywhere. territory. Yeah. But then the movie's also like, well, it doesn't even matter because fucking, um, everybody's banned, everybody's banned in Russia, <laughs> right, <laughs> they, right. they should have just said it right, yeah, it was just, but that I think it kind of says something remarkable about where we are today that you can have an entire movie about bombing an enemy, and we, we're not going to tell you what country it is, we're not at war, no, and we're like, yeah, that checks out, I'm good, mm-hmm. I'm on board, cool. yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking, I guess, I've been thinking about this in connection with how we portray police on screen as well. Oh, I will truly never watch another police movie. Yeah, and it's just such a fucking fantasy that is so disconnected from the reality of that job that then poisons all of our minds into thinking like, well, the police are here. That's what they do. That's what they help. They they don't. They've never stopped a crime ever once. They just respond to them. They just respond, write their report, make themselves look good, keep themselves safe. Yeah. 
bitch ass cops and bitch ass fucking cops. Every now and then I'll get a DM and being like, hey, I really like your content, but it makes me sad when you say mean stuff about the police. And I'm like, well, they, fair point. Yeah. It makes me really sad when police fucking suck. Yeah, they fucking, when they do their fucking jobs, <laughs> like, I hate them. Anyway, I yeah, and actually, say, I was gonna say when they do their jobs yeah. bad, but no, it's just when they it's do when their they jobs. do their jobs. When they do their yeah. jobs, people wind up uh, dead, whether they want to or not. So, okay, done with my uh, uh, really sobering political. Yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. Let's just... um, this movie's still fucking awesome. It's amazing, and that's kind of crazy, right? Is that it can give you the biggest. Like, there's so much that you don't want to enjoy. Mm-hmm. You don't want to enjoy a film that is outright propaganda. You don't want to enjoy Miles Teller. He's charming as fuck. Yeah. That anti-vax bitch sure can act. (laughs) (laughs) He's out there taking like clay pills with Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what, he's great in this movie. Yeah. I loved him. Ever since Whiplash, I, 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 every time anybody brings up Miles Teller, it's like, oh, I like him. And then they'll present evidence, and I'm like, yeah, but Whiplash, Yeah, though. but Whiplash. But Whiplash. But Whiplash. Whiplash is so So this good. one, when, when I saw him on screen, I'm still like, yeah, there goes my boy. <laughs> <laughs> like, secretly, it's like, yeah, that's my guy right there. I think that we've gotten to the point where we all are now allowed to have a problematic fave. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. there's so, everyone is terrible. And so he's our problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I love the Packers. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's very anti-vax. He yeah. showed his fucking stupid toe just to be <laughs> weird. But I'm like, man, he can really throw a spider. That man can throw a football. He can throw a fucking football. Yeah, you know. You know. You know, love him where you can and yeah. hate him where you can't. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> what else? What else do we have? What are we That's really it. I love that he rode a motorcycle without a helmet the entire movie. Of course, because you... I mean, why would you not want the wind through your hair? (laughs) That's the safest way to go, right? This movie does uh, bleed 80s. It has, you know, an 80s soundtrack the entire time. You open with Danger Zone, which is, of course, iconic. Yeah. Um, But... I didn't the original Top Gun song was in it, which is very cool. And then also, okay, so there's a huge... A bit of a large plot hole. Ooh. Where... He's just like, all right, we got to be low and slow and all that stuff. And we got to go through this canyon. There are planes that can go undetected and do a bombing run. And it would have been fine. You know, the military (laughs) has them. We have like F-22 Raptors. Those are like stealth fighters. And I'm not sure if they can like fully um, go undetected from like a SAM or an air air to ground to air missile turret or whatever but i'm pretty sure they could maneuver a lot better than an f-18 something that i found really interesting in this movie is i never knew i don't know anything about planes yeah and so this movie shows that there are different planes made for different things yeah like this plane's the one that goes really fast this one's the one that's really nimble Mm -hmm. this is the one to fight it i mean can you Speak to that a little more. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know it. So like, there's there's an F twenty two, which is like a stealth fighter right now, that's really really maneuverable and they can like move everywhere and all that stuff. Those are the planes from Iron Man one that shot him down. Okay, that look really, right. That look really cool, <laughs> and they're just like, oh yeah, yeah, that's just that's a slick ass plane. Um, and then you have like the F thirty five. The F thirty five is another stealth fighter that is, I think it's not as maneuverable, but it can like. Um, it can land vertically and all that stuff. And those, those are, um, for air to ground runs. And I feel like that's the plane 
they for sure would have used if they needed to get in, get out on a target on the ground and get out quickly. And then they wouldn't have to fight fifth gen fighters at the end. They would have been able to, to handle those pretty easily as well. So, I mean, if it's the military and you really want to get rid of uranium, <laughs> you do those things. You know, you don't, you know, send your, your old and shitty fighters. And this could also be something that I'm missing from the movie. Well, no, because but I, it's the canyon and the, yeah, the, the, the thing. No, they the were just, no, the, they were just poor. It was just, just say that he was poor. You can't afford to film in an F-22. They have, they have like a whole thing where they can't show the cockpit of an F-22. That's how like classified whoa. it is. Um, and oh, Congress cool. refuses to sell them, which is also very interesting. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Uh, some other things in this movie, you got Val Kilmer returning oh. as the Iceman. Sweet baby boy. Oh my God. The thing that I, that made me laugh so fucking hard. Okay. So in the first Top Gun, Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer, they, they kind of, they butt heads and they, you know, but by the end they're. He's by they're, the book. Iceman is by the book. And Tom Cruise is not. He's a bit of a maverick. He's a bit of a maverick. <laughs> uh, and by the end, well, they might just be lovers. They might just they might give each other a little smooch. And so their their text. I mean, it's truly one of the the seminal gay romances in non gay movies. Yeah. It's it's just they love each other. 100%. So you have them texting the whole time in throughout the movie, and like you see Val Kilmer's photo like a million times throughout the movie. And at one point, he gets a text, and it's from Iceman. It goes. I need to see you. And I'm like, is my yeah. boy Tom getting booty called yeah. by the Iceman? 100% what it felt like. It was so... <laughs> it was very much a you up text. Yeah. yeah. It, was just, it was kind of like, I felt like that was one, they were giving it to us. Yeah. They were like, we're going to let you believe in the ship. Right. <laughs> just for this moment. Yeah. Uh, but Val Kilmer, for whatever reason, they, they, they chose to give him, I believe, throat cancer in this movie. Oh, Val Kilmer fully has throat cancer. In real life? Yeah. Oh yeah, he lost his voice. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lost. There's like a whole documentary about oh, I it. I did not know that. Yeah, so well, he, that explains the choice. Yeah, it does hurt for him to speak, and oh. it does come out very like robotic. And so they had to ADR his voice in this, and and in in films that he has post the throat cancer. Fuck, um, I had no idea. Yeah. Not so funny. yes, trying to—I mean, trying to limit like uh, any of his his speaking lines and all that stuff as much as possible. Mm. And they, and I think it kind of did. It work worked. Yeah, with I mean, the, it's the text on the screen and all that stuff. And we, you, you come into it assuming that uh, Val Kilmer does have throat cancer and right. he cannot um, speak. So like in those like quiet scenes, you're just like, oh, this is really nice that they're doing. It that. was really nice to see him. It was really nice to see him. And I, and now yeah. knowing that, that backstory too, like the fact that they figured out a way to get him in there, I yeah. think is really lovely. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. Cause they could have, they killed off a couple of people from the original, um, uh, that either refused to come back or they couldn't get, and they could have done the same thing with him. Very easily could have written Very him off. Very easily oh, yeah, could have written him off. And they were just like, no, we need to do him his his just desserts. His, give him his just desserts and due diligence. Well, way to go, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Uh, a true cinema icon. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing we haven't talked about at all is that you have Jennifer Connelly in this as Maverick's new love interest because yep. my boy Tom, he's still got some vitality. He gets around. He's vivacious. Yeah. Little small thing. She is, she was mentioned in the first one. What do you mean? Yeah. So she is the Admiral's daughter that he messed around with. Um, yeah. and she reprises a role. You don't see her at all, but she is spoken about. 
Yeah. Um, so that was a, a small little, I guess, Easter egg. A little nod. <laughs> a little nod to the original. Yeah, I mean, I, hey, I'm going to call that an Easter egg. Yeah. Like, I feel like they went through the first one and the first script and they're just like, all right, what are the characters we can bring out of this? Because uh, something's going to happen. Because even with Goose's son, like the way that that so easily transferred over with him on the piano listening to his dad sing and then also learning the piano and singing the same song. It's just like, yeah, because he was there. That's probably like one of his last memories of his father. So of course he would want to know that song. So it's just like those types of little small threads from the first movie are always, they're always sweet really and nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Connelly, I wouldn't say is she's an actress. I adore. I love her. I wouldn't say that she's given a ton. Nope. To do. Nope. Just but be, just be hot. She's like, and, and like, that's what we're like. She literally, her job is to be hot. Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. she's the hot bartender. Yeah. And she's spicy. It's just like, I, like what I watched, I was like, hey, you, why are you, why, what are you, why do you own that Jennifer. bar? Why like, do you own that bar? Why, why do you own, why that, do you own that bar? You're an admiral's daughter. Why aren't you in, uh, you know, Nevada or something <laughs> like that? Something crazy. It bummed me out that like, that's, that like that's just the only role we have for older women in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, but and actually, often not even that is like that. That's a rarity for like. I'm surprised they didn't give Tom a a thirty year old to right. That would have been romance. Yeah, but that would have been bad. It would have been bad. That would have been really bad. They shouldn't like if you can't find a love interest. If you can't, you don't need to have a love interest at all. No. You can just skip all of that. You can really just have him have a friend or like some kind of buddy or whatever to like talk to. But then also at the same time, it's, I'm, I'm like mixed in between the, 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 the lumberjacks part because it's like, it's also nice to see older people talk to each other. Yeah. And say like, oh, well, you know, Jennifer Connelly, she's still trying to get it in. You know, it's, it's not, you know, people don't die after right. 40. Yeah. So. They also don't look like Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly. They don't. They don't. And that's, an, uh, you know. But hey, we we all love our little fantasy. Yeah. It's, um, I, I think that her inclusion in the movie, they wanted to sh- to give stakes to the fact that like, well, if Tom loses his life out there, he's not just letting himself down. Mm-hmm. He's letting her down. Yeah. But like. I if, didn't feel that. I didn't feel that at <laughs> not all. Not at all. I don't, I don't think you needed it no. at all. I think that you, you focus on the relationship even more between him and and um and Rooster, where it's just like all of that time that we didn't have that thirty years, like him pulling his papers and uh, sending him back another four years and and delaying his career because he was so afraid of him becoming like Goose. Yeah, they should have focused on that. Yeah, if you give Miles Teller a family yeah. and like a young daughter, yeah, now oh my god, right. my heart is. Right, He's screaming and it's, hope and praying because I feared for this kid's life the entire right. the movie. entire time. Because but I'm, they didn't even give me anything like any stakes. If if Rooster dies, it's just oh no. Yeah, but I, I, that could have added a real that another been, level. That would have been really bad. And then it's just like it's it's the the guilt in which he has from the first one about um, being responsible for your your weapons. Um, weapons guy i feel like i should have to call them um being the pilot for for them it's just like your decisions affect the both of us directly and if you layer that guilt onto him and rooster's relationship of almost like pretty much blaming yourself for for his father's death doing all of these things to stop him and then also seeing him now and trying to rekindle that relationship but like also be a father and like focus on that 
and like have that. There was never a scene where he's just like, you're not my fucking dad. Yeah. Can okay. you stop? Yeah. And all that stuff. So like that aspect of it could have added a lot more than forcing in a, 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 love, a story. love interest. Yeah. You know, let's hit you with some fun facts. Uh, so the first one fact is that Tom Cruise is trying to kill himself to prove yeah. that he's God. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, so uh, we've talked about this a lot, but at the insistence of Tommy C, uh, there's minimal green screen and CGI aerial shots in the film. Even the close-ups of the cockpits are taken during real in-flight sequences. So when you see the actors in this movie, they are actually flying. That means that to train for this movie, they had to do extensive G-force training sessions to withstand the physical demands of G-force pressures during flight. G-Force, it ba- I mean, they describe it during the movie, but it feels like your your stomach is being ripped up, your skull is being pushed to the back yep. of your head. It's like going on a roller coaster, but ramping it up. Yep. So, yeah. So, like, G-Forces are, and I'm going to mansplain this for you. Because, <laughs> to me, because I don't know. Yeah, G-Forces. Uh, and mansplain it to the audience. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, Maverick, and the spirit of Maverick, and, and Republicans everywhere. <laughs> So it is the Earth's gravity multiplied. So 1G is one Earth's gravity, 2Gs is two times, three times, so on and so forth. So they do a 10G uh, turn. So your um, body is now 10 times the weight. So you're feeling... I maybe knew that's what the G stood for once in my life, but I had forgotten that. Yeah. So it's like, so when um, one of the other, when one of the other pilots passes out, the thing that happens is literally the blood from his brain is draining to the bottom of his body, causing a blackout and calling his causing his body to like kind of shut down because he's like, oh, I can't think anymore. And I'm just going to Yeah. That so it's like gnarly. It's intense. Wow. And uh, F1 drivers do that for two hours. Yep. Every race. Uh, so Tom Cruise personally designed a three month aviation training course for this for all the new actors to become ready to handle riding in an F-18 Tom Cruise personally yeah. made that course. Which is sick. He's crazy. He's insane. Uh, a bunch of actors threw up every day while filming in the Jets. How fun. Love it. Um, Kelly McGinnis, who played Maverick's love interest in the first Top Gun, was not asked to return. I mean, she has left Hollywood a long time ago, mm-hmm. but she explains, I just loved this quote, I'm old and I'm fat and I look age appropriate for my what my age is, and that is not what the whole scene is about. <laughs> <laughs> so there is someone you who know calls it like it is. That, as you should. But like, dog, I would have loved, again, seeing that. Like, I would have loved just, to see her. It was just a realistic take on yep. what older love is. Like, yeah. just people get old and fat. Like, that's just not what Not Tom Cruise. Not Tom Cruise. Not Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise has been shredded his entire life. And he always will be. Yeah. Uh, going back to the original movie, did you know that Tom Cruise was not the original choice for Maverick, but a young John Travolta? Oh, my God. Which, you know, one of the biggest stars. Could you? Yeah, another. I guess they were just going around from all the Scientologists. They went to the L. Ron Hubbard Center and be like, who do you got? Who do you you need? Who who would be a good flight boy? But God, imagining this movie now with John Travolta. Oh, my God. What? I mean, he'd be bald. It would be pretty sick, I guess. And Miles Teller was cast in the role of Goose's son. He beat out Nicholas Holt and Glenn Powell, who went on to also be Hangman in this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, The three of them were flown to Tom Cruise's home for chemistry tests. Oh, wow. Sounds like a pretty badass time. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now we have to decide, is this movie a pleasure, a guilty pleasure, or just plain guilty? 
What do you got, man? This is a tough one because yeah. this is an incredibly well-made movie. I mean, this movie right now is like, it has like a 96 on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. It is insanely well-reviewed. Yep. It's impeccably made. I'm going to say that it's either the guiltiest of the pleasure movies <laughs> yeah. or the most well-made guilty pleasure ever made. Like yeah. it's one of those two Yeah, because it is phenomenal. I think that if, if what we're saying, if any of this jives with you, if you like seeing well, like if you like mission impossibles, you're going to have a good time. It is stunning action. Yeah. But <laughs> there, is, there is some underlying things. There's some underlying things. And just like the campiness of the way that yeah. it portrays masculinity. It's a parody of masculinity. Yeah. And for that, I must say, sir, you are a guilty pleasure. Oh, shit. Um, God damn. That's crazy. Um, so... <laughs> I no, I just fully think it's a pleasure. Yeah. I I fully just believe it's a pleasure. I think that although there are some underlying things, um, it's so good that it doesn't it's matter. So good that it doesn't matter. Yeah, I can the, fuck with that. The intent of it, I feel like, was just to make this awesome movie. But there's like there's this underlying bias that they had when making the movie that just kind of comes up when you're writing. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, well, fuck, I'm you're, not... You're convincing me. Yeah. yeah. It's just Tom like, Cruise don't give a fuck about none a, of this. I don't, I don't he think he cares. About, he just wants to make his dope vroom vroom go fast yeah, fast. He just wants to feel alive. Truly, I feel like he watched the... He remember what it was like to film the first one. He was like, man, we were in the cockpit. <laughs> what if we were actually in like fucking flying for real, for real? For real, and for real? For real, for real, for bro. Real, for real. And then they just made that. They were just like, all right, so how can we make a Top Gun with the, what story can we stem together to bridge all of these plane scenes? Because honestly, it is just his wish fulfillment of wanting to fly a fighter jet. And then what can you like throw in? Honestly, if I were to be real as, as, as like writing a, a, a script or whatever, I think that, it would be as simple as possible. I would hit all of the beats of yep. the first one. And I would like add in the fact that, oh, there's a mild threat. You know, I I, I don't and know if I'm making sense. Everything that I say like makes it like, oh, you're guilty, you're like a little guilty pleasure. Yeah. Those are all things that make the movie fucking rule. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, there should be a performance of masculinity. I don't want this to be real. I don't want this to be self-aware. I don't want this to be grounded. Mm -hmm. I want this to just take the dial and crank it up. Yeah. There okay, so I think there's a reason why Yellowstone is <laughs> the most watched show on television. It is because of the the fulfillment of what if a ranch hand was just as rich as humanly possible and what would it be like if there was just a middle of middle of America succession there you go I mean basically and it's it doesn't shy away from the things that they know that that region loves yep and that honestly Americans love and I don't think that this movie shies away from that either this and movie so, said what if men could be men again yeah <laughs> What if men have mustaches? Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> well, let us know what you think. I mean, this movie is crushing at the box office right now. So uh, if you haven't it's seen his biggest it, opening. it, yeah, it's insane. It's his biggest opening. His biggest opening. Yeah, in the Pandini. Wow. God damn. Well, let us know what you think. I would love to hear it. Uh, this has been fun. This a little Zach great. and Rico special. Hey, I'm at Corn Day and all the things. I'm at Gary Bernard and all the things. And until next time, it's the only face I got. <laughs> nice.
Just kiss already. 